This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutia Man Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we talk about Hyundai's new nature sounds for drivers, plus a new Ferrari for non-Ferrari buyers. Hmm. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. This is big. Everyone sitting down? Yeah. All right, here we go. Joining us on the phone is our guest for this week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Robbie Rist. Yay! <laughs> Crowd roar. Now, why don't you tell everybody how it is that we know who you are, Robbie? I think because you saw me on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, that, wait, the... let me think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you. I don't know. It depends. I don't really know why you guys. Because it's always something slightly different, but it's either the Brady thing or it's the turtle thing, or uh, sometimes it's the Doc McStuffins thing, but occasionally it's the Iron Eagle thing. Sometimes it's the kids' video (laughs) thing. So... You know, I don't know how the hell did you get what 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 Well, we've actually st- we've actually stolen out. we've actually stolen your identity and we've been charging <laughs> we've been charging your credit cards. That's how we know you. Uh, hey, enjoy. There's not a whole lot there. <laughs> well, for it's the Brady thing, I think yes. it's for us. We're we're of an age. Oliver uh, from the Brady family, uh, the Brady okay, bunch. So you're so you're either young dorks or you're old dorks. We Which are, are you? old dorks. Yes, I just turned ah, fifty-five yesterday, okay. so we are old dorks. Yeah. yeah so, so, and I must say, of, you are men of a certain age. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Your voice sounds exactly the same as it did when you were like seven years old. How is that possible? Kinda. It gets a little bit, yeah, because my testicles never drop. Um, <laughs> um, okay. uh, well, as you yeah. know, once you hit, fi- you're fifty-four. How old are you? Yeah, fifty-four. Yeah, uh, as you know, your testicles are going to start shrinking and dropping any day now because uh, that's we just well, talked about. Let me tell you, when you get to be our I, age, I, Robbie, if, if we're really having that discussion, they are dropping, but I actually think they're getting larger. It's kind of strange. Well, I, you know, that's both, I, think... I believe. I believe metaphorically and literally. <laughs> well, good for you, because <laughs> I haven't seen mine since the late nineties. I think. No. Oh, wow. Uh huh. All right, so let's get into the questions because this show is called Minutia Men. So we we are uh, enthralled with the idea of minutia, and so we want to okay. go right to some of these questions that we have for you. And that, my okay. first one is: What is the number one advantage of having played Oliver, and what is the number one disadvantage? Huh? You know, gosh. Well, let me think. Number one advantage. Well, I mean. I worked on a job for six weeks, and here we are decades later. We're still talking about it. Uh, That's pretty amazing. And, you know, the downside, I don't know. I don't think there is one. I mean, you know, yeah. What would be be one of the downsides? Oh, maybe that, you know, I'm I'm so recognizable that just like a lot of the Brady people, sometimes it makes it difficult to just be an actor. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So, so like, because not only am I, you know, I mean, there are people that sort of like Cynthia Nixon's, um, she's been an actor. I did, a, I did like among her first gigs, we did a, uh, after school special called seven wishes of a rich kid <laughs> with butterfly McQueen, uh, back at, back in the seventies. And she has had a consi- she's never been on something where you like, by the time her face is burned in everyone's memory, she's already in her thirties and forties with sex in the city. Yeah. So she's always been able to just kind of sit in back and just be an actor right. where, you know, that character Oliver is so vivid that, you know, I, I read for things and people are like, you know, how, how about this? You know, I, it's why I didn't get Oh God, the, the George Burns okay, movie. Sure. Yeah. I just, it was just like, I Brady kid, you know. Makes sense. Yes. Makes sense. Did so you I, ever... guess, I guess if there's a downside, it's that. Okay. Um, you said that you said the very last line in the Brady Bunch episode ever. Do you remember what it was? And can you actually do it for us, the last line? I, I think it was. I think your mom has trouble talking about sex. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't think that was it. but <laughs> right. that, that was an episode I wanted to see. Okay, that's that, good. That isn't, that, that isn't it? What was the last line? I don't know. I, the <laughs> last line was Cousin Oliver just saying your name. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. According oh. No, to no, Wikipedia, the, uh, Wikipedia the, is never wrong. The, at the end of the Orange Rabbits episode, the Cousin Oliver character goes, I think your mom has trouble talking about sex. Oh. All right. So we're going to correct Wikipedia after the show. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. But that's not, the last, that's not the last line of the show. Okay, so that was uh, your last line. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Well, we wanted to know what your last line was. So it was the sex line about with Florence Anderson. Is that what it is? Uh, well, that was the end of one of those those six episodes. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I remember. It was a long time ago. So you you only did six episodes because, quite frankly, I <laughs> I I've, I have visions of you for like thirty episodes. That's awesome. That you you were only six episodes. Yeah, and it was weird. the last six. The, the last six. Yeah, the which is why ones. I. Which is why I get credit for being, you know, the guy who killed the show. <laughs> you know what? If you have to have something on your uh, on your resume, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, oh no! Actually, the truth of the matter, though, is if a nine year old kid had the power to take down a television <laughs> yeah, dynasty yeah, like right. that, how good really believe, was it? Yeah, I could. I, well, I just can't believe I never got work as an industrial saboteur. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. <laughs> could, so could, one of my favorite things about the Brady Bunch is that. You could tell what kind of a scene we were going to see based on the music, the instrumental theme. Like when they'd mm-hmm. say, da 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 That's da, sad. da 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 You knew it was, you're heading into a sad song, a uh, sad well, scene. Well, there's a, there's a lot of really, like, okay, here's, there have been a lot of television shows that have come and gone since the Brady Bunch. Yes. And, uh, and, uh. I don't. I don't see a whole bunch of people talking about Apple's way. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't see a lot of people even really talking about Small Wonder, really. Mm-hmm. So there's all of these shows that have come and gone. Now, why is it that all of us are still talking about this television show? And I, I think it's a combination of things. But um, I believe that that the themes in the show are so universal, it doesn't matter what decade they come out of, that there was always a moral story at the end. I, I really believe that South Park 
uses the Brady Bunch as the model for all of their scripts. Wow. Because because every show of South Park ends with them going, yeah, but if you do this, this happens, and maybe you shouldn't <laughs> do that because then this happens. And and that's exactly what Brady Bunch is. Wow. Well, it was my moral and, compass for years. Yeah. 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 Uh, and and I think a lot of I think a lot of the things that the themes that they talk about in the show are are so universal even to this day that there's seven. You know, I I was in I was in Italy in the mid '80s, and uh, apparently the show had run there, and. I was walking through Rome, and a little crowd of kids ran up to me and started jabbering at me in Italian. And of course, you know, being a being a pig American, I didn't understand a word they were saying. And you were rude to them too, I hope. And and, and well, the only word I understood was Brady Bunch. Yeah. And I was like, and and so that's insane because yeah. it's now jumped a culture. It's you know it, it's I mean it's jumped an entire language and yet it still resonates with these kids and it happens here um uh, you know uh, there's a lot of, you know there's a lot of Latino people here in uh, Los Angeles and uh, all the time little Mexican kids run up to me and 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 you know start yelling at me in Spanish and I hear the word Brady much it's 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 uh I mean I think the Schwartz has pulled off something of a miracle. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Sherwood Schwartz, come on. We've got a picture of him in our studio right <laughs> we here. We love Sherwood. Uh, um, no, he was, he was amazing. Do you regret that you joined the show too late to be part of the Brady musical act? Because we know you're a you musician, you know, but I mean, you kind of. No, made... no, no. A actually, have you seen the Variety Hour? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> a better word. Uh, well, tell, you can tell a little bit about your musical. I know you're, you're, you're very much into music and you're, tell us a little bit well, about I, what I mean, I. I did that. I, I well, I did that concurrently, pretty much. I mean, I started playing violin when I was three, so like, and then now I'm like a multi instrumentalist, whatever. And I like, I, I mean, I you know, I, 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 being the director for the Sharknado movies. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime you hear a pop song in one of the Sharknado movies, chances are it's Anthony and I. So that's sort of like one of my sort of danger we wrote the theme song you know did all that stuff um i don't know i mean i've just been i don't really look at myself i don't look at myself as anything and what i mean by that is i don't really look at myself as an actor or a musician or a writer or whatever so, you know i write commercials and I, I do a lot of stuff i pretty much just look at myself as kind of an entertainment guy and i just sort of gravitate toward well anyone who wants to give me money for my formidable skill <laughs> Yeah, which which is pretty much what we're all doing. Did you know, by the way, that Hurricane Florence, there are sharks, supposedly. Yeah, I heard about that. Things. Yeah, I know. So oh, for real. Yeah, so this could be uh, a so Sharknado was a documentary. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knew, who knew that Anthony C. Ferrante was uh, was so prescient? Yeah. Uh, do you still stay in touch with any of the other cast members? I think you do. I th I've seen you in yeah. Facebook. I mean, stuff. I you I, I was taught before. Before Susan Olsen went crazy, uh, we we talked a lot. Uh, um, and when you say you crazy, know, her political views have veered a little bit to the. I, I think it's a. I, I think it's a little more than just that. I mean, I can I can handle an opposing viewpoint. Mm -hmm. That 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 you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty open minded dude, but uh, I, I just I I just think she's sort of gone over some sort of Victoria Jackson esque deep end. Yeah. 
And and I think because of that, I, I think I'm pretty much now, as far as any sort of Brady appearance thing goes and any of that, I think I'm pretty much persona non grata now, which is fine. I mean, you know, I didn't really sort of put all my eggs in the Brady <laughs> basket anyway. So let me ask you this. Let's say the Partridges and the Bradys get into a street fight. Uh, who would you, who who would win that fight, and and what would your role be in that fight? Like if we're thinking be, Jets oh, versus Sharks sort of thing. Well, it would be a it would be a, just a bunch of sad wussy white kids in a slap <laughs> fight. <laughs> no, you leave. First no, off. you leave. Uh, and and I you know and I'd probably just stay out of the whole thing because you know I'm kind of a pacifist. So, um, okay. That's fine. Ruben Kincaid versus Sam the Butcher in a cage match. Who's winning that one? Do you think? Oh well, uh, Ruben Kincaid is a butcher. You tell me. <laughs> okay. Or, I'm sorry, Sam the Butcher is a butcher. You tell me. Okay, that's true. Okay, the, he he's got the tools. I would imagine. Right. Yeah, he's got the tools to I make mean, Ruben into a Ruben it's not sandwich. Even close, yeah, yeah Ruben's Ru- just a manager. Ruben Ruben basically has plaid jackets. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite cartoon voice character? You've done a lot of them, Doc McStuff. Actually, the, the thing I'm, the, I, you know, I, I've been doing this since I was six, at least this, you know, sort of TV thing. And uh, the thing I'm most proud of is this Disney Junior cartoon I've been doing for the last five years called Doc McStuffins. Right, my kids loved it. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know, I, I, uh, I, I, as an actor, you know, you go into a cartoon knowing that the cartoon exists to sell toys that's what they you know that's what you're doing and and uh, so but i think doc mcstuffins kind of goes a little extra in that it's a television show that exists to alleviate children's fear right and and i i don't know if i can think of a better reason why you would want to be involved with something i mean we've we've made like you know personal message things for like terminally ill kids Mm -hmm. And uh, 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 and if anybody wants to contact me, I'll you know I'll do uh, uh, for a uh, for a for a fee. I will uh, I'll do a Stuffy or Michelangelo uh, personal message. So if anybody wants to contact me, they how would can. they do that? How would they contact you by email? Or? Uh, uh, just find me on Facebook. Okay, Good. all right, it's, yeah. and it's Robbie or, Risk. So I'm very I'm very easy to find. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, but the Stuffy thing. I really think that we've done – I think we've kind of gone above and beyond ordinarily what an actor uh, you know, is called upon to do uh, for, a, for a particular job. And, I mean, there was a little of that with the Turtles. Um, I, I mean, the Turtle thing's uh, w- w- crazy because you know, I, I know somebody who is arguably – I've run into this a few times doing this, and, and I don't know if it happens to – everybody who, who does this for a living but um on a few occasions um well in this particular case uh, the turtle thing i i know arguably the biggest turtle fan on the planet she owns heads you know the the animatronic heads mm-hmm. she her house is like a museum of turtles is she married and, <laughs> is she married uh, 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 no yeah, i think oh, that might be the reason oh. Oh. i think <laughs> I, I think most super collectors, I, I think they've made their choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, is, which is also, hey man, if it makes if, if it makes you happy, if it brings you joy, you go, man. Oh, absolutely. So, but but the point is, uh, I, you know, a lot of people sort of uh, are a little snarky 
you know, about her love of this thing. I was a grown woman, you know, and and we got to talking about it once. And she said that when she was a kid, um, she was mercilessly picked on. Um, she was the she lives in a small town and, you know, in a small town, there's always somebody who's going to get shit from the assholes. Oh, yeah. right. So. And, and, and I, I live in and, Chicago, and, and I'm the guy who. It's not just a small town. It's, there you uh, go. And so, and so, lucky her, she got it, and she went to go see the turtle movie. Excuse me. She went to go see the turtle movie, and uh, she walked out going, "Well, wait a minute. They can defend themselves. Why can't I defend myself?" And she ended up being a black belt in karate. Oh my wow, god! That's cool. awesome. So, so. You know, I, you know, what I look at as sometimes just kind of goofy gigs that I've done, sometimes they have a little bit more resonance than than I think any of us give them credit for. For the Brady Bunch, for instance, um, I frequently am approached because of the show. And the, uh, usually it goes something like this. Someone goes, hi, are you? Uh, are you the guy from TV? Yeah. Brady Bunch? Yeah. And then they, it always starts with, you know, I've always wanted to tell you this story. Yeah. And uh, and so this one guy walks up to me and goes, uh, so are you the guy? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I want to tell you the story. Please do. Um, he goes, when he was a kid, his mom worked three jobs. So he was locked in the house after school until she got home. And he said that the episodes of the Brady Bunch that I was on helped him through those years, whenever they were on, because here was a kid who was trapped in a world he never made either. Yeah. That's... And I went, I went, you know, and, and, and it came along at a time when I was like, kind of, kind of down on the whole Brady thing. So I was getting kind of pissed off that like, you know, what if the only big thing I ever did happened when I was nine? Yeah, you know? right. <clears throat> but, but let's say that was the only thing I ever did when I was nine. And it affected someone like that. I consider that, oh. I mean, it's incredibly lucky, and I possibly could have been anyone, but that's a pretty cool thing. Oh, absolutely. All right, we have to take a break, but Minutia Men will be right back. This week on And Friends, we're still stuck in quarantine, and we're going to be talking about some hilarious stuff that we have found across this, the world that is stuck inside. Like, I talk about uh, goats that you can hire out to spend some time in your Zoom calls with you. And online dating. How was it before? How is it now? How will it be in the future? And I give a look into our possible savior, Tom Hanks, with this coronavirus possible savior that is all that and more on the new episode of and friends an opi show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com this is minutia men with rick and dave on this week's minutia men with rick and dave hey i got your tip line right here a dry oktoberfest jack buck's million dollar turn on and turn down my brush with the 1990s Chicago Bulls. And our celebrity interview with Lauren Gold from The, the Who. Who. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano Podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. We have one last question. Real quick, what's your favorite deli sandwich? What's my favorite what? Deli sandwich. Are you a Reuben guy for Reuben Kincaid? Are you a corned beef guy? What's your favorite deli sandwich? Oh, favorite deli sandwich. Yeah. Oh, just a, a 
a rare roast beef on rye with mustard. Uh, uh, maybe, uh, you know, I prefer a German potato salad on the side, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the vinegar base. But, uh, but uh, yeah, that's my, uh, you know, I mean, I live in Los Angeles where we still have delis. So yeah, there's I'm, Jews. There's Jews in Los Angeles. I hear there. I hear oh, there's yeah, a lot no, of Jews in there. I happen to be one of them. So yeah, no, no. We, uh, <laughs> well, I, happy I, holidays. I, I, uh, happy holidays, chi- my friend. Thank you. I'm a I'm a I'm a chicken soup as medicine guy. So you know. Uh, well, hey, we really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. What do you do? Uh, you, you want you've got a pure. You've got a couple of seconds here. Do you want to plug anything? It's up to you completely. Oh gosh, uh, you know, uh, just find me on uh, find me on social media, and because uh, you know I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram and I'm on the Facebooks and all of that stuff. So just you know, find me if you want to talk about stuff. You know, I'm I'm pretty available. Beautiful. Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. We really appreciate everything. Well, thank you for having me. How awesome was that? Well, thank you very much to Cousin Oliver. Huh? Yes. Uh, I've got to say, that was a uh, illuminating conversation. He uh, He's funny. He's a very funny guy, very nice guy, and uh, he's had a great career. He's, and, not, he's not dead. He's got more career to go. Yeah. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, we talk about a little something called Project Restart, which is what? Yeah, professional teams in the Premier League are coming back, individually training. We'll see what happens. All right, if you want to find free kicks, go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts, search for Radio Misfits. Previously on Lasano and Friends. Dick Biondi, DJ WLSFM. Chris, we're going to do a game uh, that you put together here. Do you want to explain the rules of this uh, game? Sure. Uh, basically, there are going to be four stories here. Yep. And three of them are real, one of them is not. So these are stories about Dick Biondi, right, but one life. of them is false. One of them is not And true. we have to guess which one is false. Yes. Right, okay, go. here's the first story. Cher was once too busy to donate her time and voice to a charity campaign that Biondi was doing, as he often does on the air. Approached by Dick to contribute to a good cause, she flat out refused. That's one story. Okay. Number two, American Pie. Don McLean was also approached by Dick for an on-air charity fundraiser that Dick was doing, but said he couldn't participate because he didn't want to feel exploited. All right, that's another story. Number three, Dick once broke up a fight between Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett and in the process got his nose broken. Once the two crooners saw what their fisticuffs had done, they immediately stopped out of respect for Dick and paid for his medical bill. Another story. And number four. Four, Dick 
accidentally invented stage diving when he was the first DJ to take Elvis Presley north. He had the King of Rock and Roll sign a shirt that Dick put on as he introduced the King from a stage and said that whoever in the crowd was able to get the shirt off his back could keep it. When he dove into the crowd, the crazed women in the audience tore the shirt and Dick to shreds. All right. So four stories. Uh, Bruce, do you want to take a guess which one's a false one? I think the Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett story is not true. All right. Jimmy? I'm going to say the share one. All right. Dick, do you want to vote on one? Which one do you think is not real? <laughs> uh, the Frank Sinatra. Uh, Frank yeah, Sinatra Tony. That's right. However, that's... I've got to mention this. Yes, go ahead. I did almost come to fisticuffs with Tony Bennett at the living room on uh, Rush Street. This is, uh, it, what happened? It's a true story. I was there with Lester Rose from Acuff Rose, who was with Tony promoting we were having dinner, and Tony started asking me, how come you won't play my records? How come you guys don't? And I just said, well, why don't you come to the radio station and ask? You guys are nothing but a bunch of payola. It's all the reason you play the music. And uh, you're, you're, all that music play is nothing but crap. And he started on and I got up. And he got up, and we started reaching across, and Lester Rose came in between us and said, that's enough. <laughs> Get more Lasano and Friends now on Lasano.com.